Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Get out of the big city and experience a construction zone free test drive. There is such a thing. Those fingers in my hair. That sly come come hither stare. (laughs) Leaves my conscience bare. It's witchcraft. (laughs) And I got no defense for it. The heat is too intense for it. What good would common sense for it do? Practicing there, for karaoke. There you sound like, um, what's his Joe name? Piscopo. Uh, Joe Piscopo. Joe yeah. Piscopo that used to do it on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Hi, I'm Terry DeMonte, and uh, that's Ted Bird. And uh, Ted uh, Ted's thinking of uh, uh, doing some... Uh, There's karaoke, karaoke coming up night. Yeah, yeah. at Biggs out yeah. in Vaudreuil, Dorian. And we and were so inspired, in case you haven't seen the episode, our episode with Mike Ward. Mike Ward killed it yeah. on a Radio Canada program. Made people cry singing Hallelujah, yeah. his dad's favorite song. Leonard Cohen's and Hallelujah. And then you, you told Mike that you were thinking of doing well, witchcraft. And what's the other one? The other one is Cocaine Blues by uh, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Early one morning while making the rounds. I took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down. I wonder if this is going to, is this going to go in the episode description? Uh, I don't know. Listen to Ted. Yeah, oh, Christ. Um, anyway, those are two songs that I can actually carry the tune not too bad. You know, not like <laughs> yeah. a professional singer, but yeah, not yeah. entirely embarrass well, myself. But it's still, it's it's hard to get, I mean, it's hard to get up in front of a group of people, yes. and, and Poseidon knows this, yep. to stand up in front of a group of yep. people and tell jokes yep. can be very intimidating. It's hard just to stand up in front of people. Well, that's period. it, yeah. You remember how I used to sweat. Yeah. Yeah, I would host a show with Ted Bird. Always looked like I'd just been swimming. Yeah, I think when they do public opinion surveys on people's biggest fears, yeah. public speaking always comes out at number one. Mm-hmm. So if you're scared of public speaking, imagine public singing. I think number two is having someone fart on your head. That's probably yeah, yeah. I don't know why I thought what are you doing of that. Up there, oh <laughs> Christ. We um, must, uh, before we continue and dive into the episode, it's time to give a big thank you to our title sponsor, our very good friends at Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Terry and I had dinner this week with Nino and Renato DiCubellis, the owners of Jaguar Land Rover Laval, and they were telling me, I was talking about how much I loved those old school big-ass Jaguar sedans like the Vanden Plas and the XJs, and uh, they don't exist anymore. Well, they exist, but only the old ones. They don't make those anymore. Is is that the one where the front of the car is 55 feet long? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and I always liked those, but they don't make them anymore. Uh, The auto industry is moving on, and and, uh, Jaguar is moving uh, moving on as well. Uh, The only Jaguar sedan now is the XF. And that's a state-of-the-art, I guess, mid-sized sedan. Maybe it's a full-size sedan. I don't know. Uh, technically, you'd have to ask someone uh, at the dealership, what are you laughing at? Because I'm going, eh, I rather, I don't know. Well, they make the XF, but, of course, they're doing the SUV thing like everybody else, right? And in their case, it's the F-Pace. Why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's full-size. It might be full-size. <laughs> I don't know. I think they you call it what you want, I guess. <laughs> Ask them. 
JaguarLaval.ca, LandRoverLaval.ca. What are you asking me for? Yeah. Now, what I'm trying to say is that Jaguar is evolving as the auto industry evolves. I thought that was a pretty good uh, uh, save right there, but you're still fucking laughing at me. You know what's happened to me now? What? I've gone back to your one-act play. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Jaguars and Land Rovers are really nice cars, and the DeCubellis family at Jaguar Laval and Land Rover Laval do a, a fantastic job. Uh, in terms of customer service and the customer experience. Go see them if you are in the market for a luxury brand automobile. See the Jaguar and see the Land Rover at Jaguar Land Rover Laval before you make a decision. We've covered this on earlier podcasts, um, earlier episodes. The one-act play I'm referring to is an unfortunate stumble by Ted Bird during uh, a little break in the action earlier this week. Uh, Ted got into the three-point stance and uh, didn't didn't last long in the three-point stance. And, and I was doing my imitation of a football yeah, player, which yeah. I shouldn't be doing as a man of my advanced years, and it didn't end well. Don't backpedal at 63 years of age. <laughs> and if you do, look behind you first to see if there's a door there. Because <laughs> I went into the door and asked over tea kettle, but, but I wasn't hurt. And I just, you know... I can't help it. I I've said this before. I really, it's always I think you know. My mom told me I used to watch the Three Stooges when I was a kid, and howl with laughter, like most guys at the the bonking and the pie and the falling down. And maybe that's where it comes from. It's just you know, it's like I'm on TikTok walking, watching for people to fall down. Yeah. Well, the Three Stooges were very slap slapstick. Yeah. But interestingly, the, the whenever you mention Three Stooges, the first thing that comes to mind for me is a line that they had. Because mm-hmm. some of the writing was pretty good, too. Yeah. They were getting ready to go fishing one day, and Mo said to Larry, you got worms? And Larry said, yeah, but I'm going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that and the haircut. Mo's haircut? You, yeah. You could have the Mo. Yeah. <laughs> the Mo. Yeah. That's uh, uh, the Who's Italian that? guy from Philly. Dom Herrera. Dom Herrera. Yeah, so you can very, get very Mo, Mo, <laughs> yeah, Pete Rose, Mo. <laughs> Mo. Um, how do you like your craft dinner, Ted? Not so much. No, you don't eat it I at could, all. No, no. I go back to it every once in a while. You do, eh? Yeah, no, I can. I don't dislike it. I can take it or leave it. Right. My ex-wife Danielle mm-hmm. makes a great, makes her own mac and cheese right. with ground beef in it. That's really good. Well, that really good. It's actually. good comfort food. There's yeah. something about maybe it's the memories of craft dinner, which they're currently fucking with. Unfortunately, there. I don't know. How do you seen. fuck with craft dinner? Well, it's I, the I simplest thing in the world. I don't know if you've seen this on uh, social media. And uh, I'm, I'm jumping in. I shouldn't be giving craft foods any kind of help. Um, when we were kids, I remember one time a buddy of mine said, how do you like your craft dinner? And I thought, what do you mean, how do I like my craft dinner? And he said, well, do you, need, do you, do you want it thick or do you want it runny? My buddy Tim, mm-hmm. he, was, he was the chef that night. We were 14, I think. And I'd never thought of that because, you know, Tim happens to be an amazing cook today, but back then he was, you know, you add more milk and it gets a little runnier. Which way do you like it? You stupid ours. <laughs> and uh, and now they're uh, they're uh, toying with barbecue flavor, no, poutine no, 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 flavor. No, no, no. That doesn't work. And uh, cotton candy is apparently one of them. Cotton candy craft and, dinner. Yeah, and it's on the internet, and they're well, trying to the get the stupidest thing engaged. I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just dismiss that craft dinner in your house. 
Yeah, like you know that meal when you're kind of lazy to make. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing on a rainy day. I have it day. here and there, but it gives me the shits right after. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a, not good. That's an unfortunate <laughs> yeah. turn of events. Because there's no, there's no, uh, there's no, um, what do you call? There's no uh, fucking. What do you call the fucking word there, bro? You mean in the in the dish? In in craft dinner, yeah. in, in mac and cheese, yeah. Like the the ones that you buy in a box, yeah. there's no actual. Uh, I was gonna say not vitamins. There's Nut- no uh, nutrients. Nutrients. There yeah, you go. Okay. That's the fucking word right. I was looking for. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's no actual nutrients. So what do they so call that? Empty calories. Yeah, yeah. empty calories. Yeah, it but just goes right through me. Empty yeah. ca- empty calories are often delicious. Do you have a? Yes. Do you have a favorite comfort food that comes from home or something that you like? You know, you like to make when you want to feel better, or reminds you of growing up. Something Greek, maybe? Uh, something of a... Like I, I don't know, because I was a fat kid and I ate everything. You yeah, know, so, well, me so too. So I don't, I don't know. Was, I just, I guess pizza? Yeah, okay. Pizza. And you, Ted, any, any comfort drawn from any kind of dish from your childhood? Yep. Uh, at lunchtime, we used to have tomato soup. My mother would make mm-hmm. Campbell's tomato soup yeah. with homogenized milk. Yes. And things, uh, she made these things called hot mamas. And a hot mama was uh, was toasted bread, but mm-hmm. toasted in the oven. Okay. Toasted in the oven with uh, melted cheese and bacon. Oh. Yeah. Well. And you would fold over your hot mama and dip it in your tomato soup. Wow. And when the hot mamas were gone, you'd take a big old fistful of Ritz cheese crackers and scrunch them up into the tomato soup. So that's. And wow. eat that. Wow. Yeah. That, and I also remember peanut butter and banana sandwiches well, dipped in tomato soup. Banana. Dipped in tomato oh, soup. no, no. Really? <clears throat> that's what everybody says. No, no, but yeah, I loved no. it. Really? Loved I, it. Wow. Yeah. And your mom listens to the podcast. She so. does, Yeah. Make oh, me some hot mamas if I come <laughs> home this summer, would you? Well, uh, bacon has become a bacon is now like caviar. I don't know if you sh- you've bought bacon. Have you well, bought no, bacon? I haven't, and I don't understand because when I go to Costco, I look at the price of steak and I go, for Christ's sake! And yes. I look at the price of fish and I go, Jesus Murphy! Yep. And I look at the price of chicken and I go, you too! <laughs> but then I look at the price of pork chops. Yes. Pork chops are still reasonable. Yeah, but for some reason, I've seen bacon. At thirteen dollars for a pack, that's insane. Yeah, and where were we the other day? And you said to me, "When did bacon and eggs become this expensive?" Yeah, bacon and eggs for uh, I forget where we were, yeah, but it me was too. it was uh, fifteen dollars right for bacon and eggs, right. which is what you would expect. You know, to me, that's a room service in a hotel price for bacon and eggs. Oh boy! Then we went to La Roulotte. Yes. Uh, the hot dog place in uh, Saint Genevieve yep. and bacon and eggs were six dollars, yes. and I thought that's more like it. Mm-hmm. But they're probably taking a hit at six dollars because of the price of everything. Yeah. I went to the grocery store yesterday morning, and uh, blueberries were on sale, two pints for four ninety eight. And I was shoving little old ladies out of the way. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my way! Those are my blueberries. And then that grapes is a great deal. Yeah, and then grapes were a buck ninety nine a pound or a kilogram yeah. or whatever they are, where they're usually three ninety nine. Yeah. And again, shoving the little old ladies out of the way. That was where I ran into that. I was at the, uh, <laughs> I was at the counter, and this happens to to uh, to Terry and me all the time individually. Uh, I'm at the the checkout, and the lady behind, and I'm talking to the the cashier, and the lady behind me goes, "I know that voice. Aren't you Ted Bird?" And I said, "Yep." Yeah. And she said, "I thought you moved out west." <laughs> And I said, no, that's Terry DeMonte. Uh, he moved out west. And she goes, oh, she says, 
I could have sworn that you moved out west too. I used to listen to you guys all the time, and I said, "Well, Terry's in town doing uh, the podcast uh, with me. We do a podcast." Oh, really? Oh, well, isn't that interesting? Where can I hear that? And I told her, eh. and we chit chatted for a little bit, and then she said, "Okay, well, say hi to Ted for me." <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, "I will. Oh, I'll let him know that you were asking about him." Yeah, I, you know where I, I live out in Blueberry Country. Oh, you do, eh? We 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 boo. You do. <laughs> we buy blueberries in the summer directly from the farmers. Okay. A, do you think that's any good? And B, you can get a big Jeezley box for ten bucks. Oh, that's good. And I know, um, f- you know, buying any kind of fruit in the winter, it's surprising now that we don't all die of scurvy. Yeah, no kidding. Blueberries for what did you say you found them for? I found two pints for four ninety eight. There you go. And a pint's a pretty fair sized little box. Christ, we sound like a couple. Of I know. Old ladies I know, hey, talking yeah, about prices know, in yeah. the grocery store. And then I paid for them with dimes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you at the point where you pick things up and throw them back? Like my mom used to do that all the time. She'd reach for something and look at the price and go, like a, are you out of your mind? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, shit's getting too expensive, well, man. When did, yeah, but when did this happen? Like, we, you and I in the Post-pandemic, car, that's when it happened. No, 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 I, I get that we're, we're getting... Oh, when did we become like yeah, that? Yeah, we're getting oh, I don't know. the ass for being a fucking yeah. watch. <laughs> As the National Lampoon used yeah. to say now, with everything. But, you know, you and I were talking about budgeting today in the car. Yeah, well, because we have to now. We're right. not making the money. You're retired. Yes. I don't make nearly as much money as I used to. Nope. So we have to be uh, more Nor careful with our pennies now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I think, I think um, you know, most elderly people, I think, are, and I'm not saying we're elderly, but we're older for sure. But people, as they get older, are more careful with their money. Poseidon? Yes. Don't think about it. Give me an age that's old. 70. 70. Okay. He thought about it. All right. So okay, they're in their sixties. I'll say seventy. I don't want to. I don't want to make these fuckers yeah, feel actually, bad. The reason why I said seventy is because my father is nearing seventy, so right. that's old to me. Okay, it, it was inside, and I actually didn't think about it. Wow, so your dad was no spring chicken when you were born, eh? How old was he? No, when he you was. Were born? He was. Uh, so if he's seventy and you're twenty-eight, what's the difference there? Is that uh, he's 40, like 67. 42 years? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was he was pushing forty when you were born. Oh yeah. well, you know what? When Allie was born, I was pushing fifty. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's fourteen and I'm sixty three. So wow. I was forty nine when she was born. But my father oh. didn't actually start seeming old until uh, a few years ago. It was what, seeming what, old what, to you? What is, what no, no. Like in, in in general, like uh, is it, you're talking about looks or movement or like movement what, mannerisms? Yeah. The yeah. Man, uh, no mannerisms. He's been the same guy. Uh, the way he walks, he okay. has a bit of a limp now. He's, okay. You know, he isn't what he used to. Uh, but up until uh, like a few years ago, he was uh, he was good. I remember my brother telling me a story one time when my brother and I both lived in Toronto back in the '80s, and our dad came to town to visit. And dad would have been early 50s and uh, Richard went down to the hotel to meet him and he was sitting in the lobby and he saw someone coming down the stairway and he goes Christ who's that old Jeezler and he goes oh it's dad (laughs) (laughs) and this is when dad was 10 years younger than I am now had he not seen him in a while I guess not. It just, uh, I just like it was out of the corner of his eye, peripheral vision. Just it's, at a glance, he went, "Who's that old fellow?" Christ, it's funny, it's my but father. you do, you, you, you end up getting things that are just a tiny reminder. I'm, you know, I'm, thank God, I'm, you know, relatively healthy. 
Um, and, uh, and I'm mobile and can still, you know, get around, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I'm only 64, but 64, when I was 12, if somebody was 64, yeah, yeah, they were ancient. Yeah. Geez, I wonder if he's planned his funeral yet. You know, we thought it was like the old one, one foot on a banana peel, one one (laughs) foot in the grave. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, but there are some things now, like, I can't move my arm in a certain direction right now because I, I don't even know why. I'm going to have to go to a physiotherapist. We talked about that on one of the podcasts Did last we? season, I think. Yeah, Did because we? we were laughing about we were we were driving up in the car and out of the blue you went, hey, because ah! you'd moved your arm the wrong way. There's a great, and th- this is a visual, so if you're yeah. listening, it's it probably is not going to work, but maybe you've seen it. There's a great, uh, I think they're called a GIF, yeah. G-I-F. Uh-huh. On, uh, on 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 the interwebs mm-hmm. of a guy. There's three guys sitting in a row, and one of them throws his one. He crosses his legs, but he throws his one leg up over the other leg, and he pulls a muscle. You know which one I'm I talking do. about? Don't you? And the look on his face, he's like, "Da!" <laughs> it's the funniest Some, thing. Someone suggested, though, he crushed a testicle. Oh, that could be, too. <laughs> well, he did something. He did something. But it's really funny to watch. I mean, it's not funny to him, obviously. <laughs> and I think he looks familiar to me. Oh, is that right? And he, and he looks Quebec familiar okay. to me. I don't know who he is, but it's, but it's funny. Just we, his, yeah. his reaction's very funny. You we, know what proves men are dumb as fuck? A lot yes, of stuff. We have the sensitive uh, tes- testicle area, right? Yes, yeah. sir. And every time we cross our legs, we risk crushing one of them. And yet we do it every single time. Yeah, you forget. Day. Yeah, you forget. And I, I don't want to go into this topic, but I just want to tell you, as you get older, it gets worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because of the the angle of the dangle. Yes, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go to, go to the YMCA for the senior swim, and you'll know what he's talking about in the so dressing that room. Guy's sweeping yeah. the floor? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God damn. Jesus. Yeah. I just got a visual of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very unpleasant. Yeah. Hey, it, listen, what? we've, we have been so engrossed by our guests and we've had such great guests this season that the tweets have all piled up. The tweet sheets have, we don't have enough racetrack left to use all of the tweet sheets, but I want to be, right. I want to trot some out here. Can very we do good. that? Yeah, and then maybe my, we'll do a little business. What do you say? On. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. I got them on. Uh, the tweet sheet is something that we do uh, on the radio program on yeah. light one Oh six, seven, uh, where we find three funny tweets and share them and uh, we do the ones here on the podcast that we can't do on the radio show because you can't say bad words and uh, there are some pretty funny bad word uh, tweets that show up that come across my timeline like this one from at cool math game the riddler poor people have whoops poor people have it rich people need it if you eat it you die what is it batman i'm going to beat the shit out of you and put you in jail I don't think that was the correct no. answer, but that's oh, where oh, Batman was, Harvard, was going. said Harvard graduate. From at Trumpet Cake, my <laughs> nephew shit in my hat, which I thought was downright beastly, until someone informed me that I'd been wearing a diaper as a hat. <laughs> he's very funny, Ted Travelstead. He's I love a, his handle. Yeah, he's a TV writer. He writes for, right? uh, yeah, for a show, an uh, animated that's show on Fox. That's one of my mom's favorite scenes. Is that right? Go shit in your hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. him to go shit in his hat. Uh, from at Merman5, my travel blog day one. First time in the Big Apple, and I'm ready to take a bite. Day two. Hey, looks like I'm not in the not the only one walking here. 
Day three, after an 11-year-old yelled, fuck your mother at me, I long for the gentleness of Minnesota. (laughs) Sounds good. There's some funny people on the Twitter. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Oh, we got one more here. Okay. From at Stone to Diva, ask your doctor if you're healthy enough to fuck right off. (laughs) I would never say that to my doctor. No. Dr. Benjamin from the Kildare Medical Clinic in Cote St. Luke, what a fine man he is. Uh, do you uh, do you visit the doctor more now? Not nearly as much as I should. Why? Well, because I'm uh, because I just don't. Uh, I'm you're lazy those, or you're not one of those. I don't have time for this. Yeah, guys? yeah. That's a, that's. I a know, thing. I know, I know. That's a terrible. I went thing. when I had cancer. Well, that was a good call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, and for people, you know, before you write, get you know, send us an email. Ted actually did battle and. Won his fight. I did, cancer. yes, and I and I do routine cancer follow ups yes. because they stay on top of you for that. They do the uh, the oncology department at the Royal Victoria Hospital. They um, why are you laughing now? Well, because you you have some you have some very funny stories about that particular battle. Well, it's because it was rectal cancer. So, yeah, it's <laughs> but it, I, I'm not I'm not referring to you know the fact that it was rectal cancer. You know, all all cancers are scary and yeah. and it's a terrible thing. But, but when it's in your bum, that's, but when it's in your bum, yeah. you know, there's a certain kind of piece of equipment they use. There's yeah. a lot of falling down. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of fainting. Yeah. Well, the first time that Buddy went in there with the camera, I fainted. Yeah, yeah. Passed right out. Yeah. yeah. And what do you what did you call him? You called him the uh, the general the. Uh, Oh, the rear admiral. Yeah, I got to. That was your. That was your joke. I thought. Yeah. No, no, no. I think that because you had a colonoscopy before I ever did, and you said that you were going to see the rear admiral. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm. I don't want to do public service announcements, but there is a fallacy about colonoscopies. People are afraid of them, and you shouldn't be, because as many doctors have explained to me. It's the easiest cancer to prevent. Mm-hmm. And what you have in your mind about what a colonoscopy is, it's not that. Well, they're still sticking a camera way up your ass. They are. But yeah. they have great drugs. Oh, they do. And they've done it a lot. Yeah. And I've had two of them. And both times I said, when, you, when do we start? And they said, well, we're done. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So I highly, highly, highly recommend it. What's the age where they say you should start? Around 50? It depends depends on what doctor you're talking to. Some doctors say 50, and and now they're saying if you have a history in your family of colon cancer, you should be going uh, in your 40s. Okay. You should have your first one in your 40s. Well, I'll tell you a story about my first one, and that's where they uh, discovered the cancer. When I uh, came to in the waiting room, and the doctor came in, and he said to me, we found something. But it's treatable, operable, and curable, and we're going to take care of you. Wow. And I took him at his word, mm-hmm. and I never doubted that they were going to take care of me and I was going to be fine. And I think, I think it's because he planted that seed yep. and gave me a positive outlook. I'll bet you that helped me a lot. If he'd come in and gone, oh, yeah. not, you know, we're, uh, we'll do the best we can for you. Bedside manner is such an important yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. He was great. Really I wish I remembered his name, but yeah. he was terrific. Well, yeah. Um, let's uh, take a moment here to uh, thank our friends at uh, the UPS store. Mike Ward liked the UPS store. 
when we were didn't he though? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Ward said he and he learned about it on this podcast. Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, the UPS stores, as as Mike pointed out, you see them everywhere, and you may associate them with the trucks, but these guys that are running these UPS stores are entrepreneurs. Maybe like yourself, you run a business at home. You have things that need shipping. You probably already know about the UPS store, but if you don't. You should drop in on the one in your neighborhood, and they're everywhere. There's over 350 stores across the country, and when you walk in there, you know right away what your what what kind of business it is. Boxes, packing tape, fax machines, uh, pens, pencils, envelopes, anything that you need to make your uh, business day go a little bit easier, they can look after. So if you are um, selling things on Pinterest and you have to ship 20 of them. If uh, you knit oven mitts and you sell them online and you've got to ship them across the country, the UPS store will show you what to do and make your life a lot easier. And even if you don't have a business and you're wondering how you're going to get that stupid teapot that's been hanging around the house for years that you want to send to a family member across the country, they can do that too. The UPS store.ca. Which aunt would you send that teapot to? Uh, let's see. We've gone to Matilda. We've done Matilda. Matilda we've Gertrude. done uh, Griselda and uh, Effie, uh, Effie and Gertrude. Yep. I think uh, probably Roseanne. There you go. Auntie, Auntie Roseanne. Auntie Roseanne. Yeah. What's happening with Roseanne these days? Is she still canceled or <laughs> yeah, did she get canceled? Done. She is, yeah, eh? She's done. I, I, I'm not sure. And is she I done because really she was she stupid? Uh, did she did she ask for it or did she? Uh, she tweeted something that was yeah. you know, you you go on the Twitter and you the Twitter crowd doesn't like it. Yeah, you uh, take your chances. Yep. And uh, ABC was quick to act, and I think um, she Roseanne is a very very wealthy woman from the uh, TV series that she had on in the 80s, which is... She still, is she still going down to the mailbox every day and getting royalty checks for that? I yeah. would think she would be. Um, and uh, she owns a massive piece of uh, property in Hawaii where she runs, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be, a coffee plantation. Really? Yeah, she, she grows Hawaiian coffee, I think. I think it was coffee. Anyway, she spends all her time in Hawaii, so... So she doesn't much care then. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think as a performer, you know, you would care. I You know, we had, look for our Mike Ward episode, if you haven't heard it yet. When we had Mike Ward on the podcast, I asked him about, you know, when he was in the middle of his court case with the Human Rights Commission. Um, you know, he, it, it obviously took a toll on him. And I think if you're a performer and you get pushed out of work, it does. It can. It can take a toll. So I. Yeah. I would imagine even if she has money and she lives in Hawaii and she looks at the ocean every day, I would imagine every once in a while you wish you could tell a joke. I always think of Johnny Carson, because when Johnny Carson walked away, and I, I've always loved Johnny Carson and respected Johnny Carson, and Johnny Carson taught me a lot. I didn't know him, but he taught me a lot. Watching him yeah, taught watching you a lot. Him as a communicator and an interviewer, um, he. Um, he walked away and and never did anything again and apparently got all kinds of offers to do stuff and and just didn't want to just didn't want to go back just didn't want to do it but he sent jokes to david letterman all the time and he he could johnny wrote his own jokes yeah okay johnny, i was not aware of that yeah. i didn't know he was carson, a joke writer carson would wake up every morning for 30 years 
and he had all kinds of newspapers on his kitchen table at breakfast. The LA Times, the you know, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all the magazines, you know, pre-internet. And he would go through the newspapers and he would think, I think I might have something for that. I got something for that. We should cover this. He'd get on the phone with the writers and he would tell the writers, you know, I want, you know, let's target this and target that. And then later on in the day, he would drive to the studio and have writers and the writers would pitch him jokes and then he would take the jokes he wanted. So he was part of that. He was part of that machine. And apparently when he retired, he, he kept the routine of the newspapers at the breakfast table every morning and thought, I got, a, I got a gag for that. I just I can't tell it to anybody. And he started to send them to Letterman. And the only I think the only TV appearance he made, which you can find online, after he retired from The Tonight Show, and it's hard to explain, but Carson was such a king of late-night television for so long. It was a big deal for Letterman especially. The only appearance he made was on Letterman's show one night. And... Um, and Letterman was not his successor, no, right? Letterman, Letterman was a different show. Different, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it was uh, Jay. Was it Jay Leno? Yeah, it was Jay Leno. Yeah. And there's a great book about that by Bill Carter, uh, I think, called Late Night, all about the wars to to replace Carson. And Carson and Letterman were friends, and this always stuck with me when Letterman was fighting with Jay Leno to try and get the Tonight Show. He was on the phone with Johnny asking advice. And Johnny said to him, it's not The Tonight Show anymore. It's a, it's a different, you know, what you will be getting won't be The Tonight Show. It's a different kettle of fish. Anyway, when uh, Letterman would get the odd joke from, from Carson, and he wouldn't tell anybody, and he would put it in his monologue. And when Johnny passed away, I was watching Letterman that night live because... I was very sad about Carson's passing, and I knew Letterman was a big fan, and I wanted to see what kind of tribute he would do. And Letterman came on and started to do a monologue and wasn't mentioning it. And Letterman gave this amazing speech. He was the first talk show host to go back after 9-11. I remember that. And he ad-libbed this unbelievable speech, yeah. which I think, you know, it was the... It was the uh, it was the uh, the green light for people to go back, and uh, it helped with healing. It helped with healing yeah. is a great way to describe it. Ted. So I couldn't understand why he wasn't saying anything about his idol passing away, and he finished the monologue and he paused, and he said, "And all these jokes that I told tonight were written by the late great wow. Johnny Carson." And I get goosebumps thinking about it. Because I remember watching the monologue, and it had this rhythm that I thought was very familiar, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And it was all Carson stuff, and that was the way he paid tribute. Do you stay up and watch the late-night shows now, or do you, are you too old and you fall asleep? No, no. I, um, I can stay up late and watch them if I want. We, we, because my wife gets up fairly early for work, we're, we're usually not up that late. But I'm a massive fan of Jimmy Kimmel. I was going to ask you, who do you like? Kimmel. How many, are, how many of them are there now? There's Kimmel. There's Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, James Corden, who's about to retire. Not retire, but he's quitting that show. Um, uh, Seth Meyers, yeah. who does The Late Late Show. And uh, am, I, am I missing anybody beside him? No. For I, which? Late night TV I, hosts. I have, yeah. Do you watch? I don't watch. I have yeah. never 
watched any yeah. late night. I, I tape Kimmel every night, and, yeah. and I always I always watch Kimmel. Kimmel was a massive Letterman fan. Okay, massive Letterman fan. He got a he got a like a there's pictures of him for his 14th birthday. He got a Letterman jacket, and when he first got his license, he got a, a license that said late night. I think when he was a kid in Las Vegas, and Jimmy comes from radio. So I have a big appreciation for that. Do you know uh, how long he was in radio and what he, he did? Yeah, he was a, he was a sports guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure how many years, but I think he, he put his time in. I think he was in, in radio, I think, eight to ten years. And then he did something called The Man Show. Um, as cable began to uh, expand, he did he did the Man Show, and then got that, that's how he became known. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's how he got his break. He, yeah, yeah, I think so. And ABC recruited him to do the late night. And believe it or not, he's been in that position for twenty years now. Really? Yeah, he's been. Doing and what's that his show? Years. It's late, the Jimmy Kimmel show, yeah, I guess. Night with Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, yeah. and as, did he replace Letterman? Is that Letterman's old show? No, that's the ABC slot that was created for him. Because okay. when he started, he went on at twelve thirty, and he did so well that they moved him to eleven thirty. Because ABC ABC used to be the home of Nightline. They didn't have that's that. right. Yeah, you know, Nightline tried to go up against Carson for all of those years. And what do you like about Jimmy Kimmel? Um. His authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just himself. He seems like a very kind man, and um, he's not afraid to laugh at himself. He's got a great bunch of writers, and uh, his. I like his humor, and uh, I like his uh, um, his approach. He's done a couple of very very powerful personal speeches, where he's burst into tears, a couple of times. One of them's uh, the uh, the gun issue. Um, and he had a very uh, sick child um, who had heart issues. Oh, I remember that. And yeah. he gave a couple of really, really impassioned speeches. He's just a very, it strikes me as a very, very nice, real person. And I think that comes across on television, so I really enjoy that. Yeah. I'm not a huge uh, Jimmy Fallon fan. Don't I understand that I know he's funny. Yeah. And he was great on Saturday Night Live, he's but a terrible. He's a terrible talk show host. Well, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't seem like he, he doesn't seem to be cut out for no. that for that role. Like no. that, you would talk about authenticity and and being genuine. Like he's a he's a performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just I always thought he was miscast, but you know, I'm doing a podcast and he works for NBC. There you go. So yeah. <laughs> what the hell do I know? Um, how do we get on that? That uh, that was uh, that was quite knew. a long and windy it was, road. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it though. We, shall we sing some more? No, sir, not a bit. No, sir, I'm not saving a bit. myself for karaoke. All right, um, we uh, want to say good. Uh, I was going to say we want to say good morning to. That's an old habit. Yeah, that dies hard. Well, you do a morning show for uh, 35 years, and that'll happen. Yep. My friends at Matlabunner, matlabunner.ca, they gave us a promo code. Ted said, you know you're doing a podcast when you get a promo code. The promo code is TER05, T-E-R-O-5, TED05, T-E-D-05. That's me. 5% off no matter what you buy. And when you're in a Matlabunner store, you can look at their linens. They have their own line of linens, beautiful stuff. Pillows, all kinds of different pillows now. There's pillow technology. 
Mattresses, ugh, the mattresses. Some of them go up, some of them go down, some of them got bamboo in them, some of them are, you know, old standard mattress, not old standard mattresses, but, you know, your classics, yeah. you know, your Sealy's and your Simmons and stuff that have been around for a long, long time. Plus new companies, they love to deal with Canadian suppliers if they can, and specifically Quebec suppliers because they're a Quebec-owned company run by a Quebec family. That started small and have grown Matelas Bonheur into a chain of stores, 18 of them, where you will get treated well, and uh, they will help you get a better night's sleep. That's what they do. Remember, the promo code is TED05, TED05. No matter what you buy, whether it's regular price or on sale, in-store or online at matelasbonheur.ca. I booked a trip the other day. Did you now? I booked a trip to Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going to Jacksonville. It's <laughs> <laughs> different place, Terry. You're thinking of uh, Johnny Guy. I'm going yeah. to Jacksonville. I wonder if that's, it must be Jackson, Wyoming. Although there's probably a Jackson in every friggin' state in the Union, eh? Anyway, Sam Bird and I are going to Jacksonville in October to see the New York Giants play the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's easier to go see the Giants on the road. It's hard to get a ticket at Giants Stadium. Is it? Well, yeah, and also, uh, October in uh, New York, you don't know what you're going to get. You might get a beautiful fall day, or you might get a cold, cold rain. And in Jacksonville, you're guaranteed to get a hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think that all the way through. I think that's hurricane season in Florida, yeah. In October? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think hurricane season is generally in the fall, if I'm not mistaken. Bless you. Oh, I thought you were going to sneeze. I think it uh, starts in September, ends around the uh, beginning of November. If well, there you go. I'm going to be right in the middle of it, right snack, smack dab in the middle of it. And I believe Jacksonville is on the Atlantic coast. Mm-hmm. So what the hell was I thinking? I'm not sure. Anyway, I thought we got a pretty good deal considering the price of everything these days. I went on Expedia, and I got, uh, <laughs> bless you, Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, airfare and two nights hotel in downtown Jacksonville. Not at anything swanky. It's the Hampton Inn. Uh, but $845 Canadian each. I don't think that's too bad these no, no, days, no, no, is no, no, it? No, 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 You got an amazing, an amazing deal. Yeah. I was having dinner last night with uh, my buddy Kevin, who was in town, and, you know, we're old high school friends, and we happened to be in Montreal at the same time. We had a nice dinner. And we were talking about, Kevin travels a lot, and we were talking about the ridiculousness of the cost of travel, especially this particular summer. And I told you the story of... Um, where we live now, we're probably a 15-minute drive from the American border in the uh, Fraser Valley. So we can be in Washington State literally in 20 minutes if there's no lineup at the border. And we're a two-hour drive to Seattle. Seattle's a big city. Yeah. Seattle's the home of the Mariners. It's the uh, home of the uh, Seahawks. And uh, most concerts go to Seattle. And we went to see Paul McCartney in Seattle. And we stayed at a hotel. You know, we were trying to save money, and it wasn't very good. So my wife and I wanted to go see Sugar Sammy in Seattle. And we said, it's only going to be a night, so we're going to book a nice hotel room at a nice hotel. And we called, and we booked a hotel room for about 500 bucks a night. Jesus, Murphy. Now, that's a lot of money, yeah. but we thought, you know, my wife is working. It's, it's just going to be the one night. We'll, we'll make it a special time. And you're driving, you know, and so we're you driving. don't have to yeah, pay your, yeah. Mind you, gas to yeah, Seattle that's and true, back but will run we you. Can buy that's going to run you. Yeah. And, um, and then we got the COVID. Mm-hmm. 
and we couldn't travel. So I phoned the hotel, and my wife just said to me, let's go see the Mariners. Let's pick a weekend in July, and we'll go see the Mariners. And we, I called the hotel, and I said, explain the, the deal. I said, look, can't come this weekend. Very sorry. But rather than just give me my money back, let's just move the reservation into July. My wife and I would like to come see the Mariners. And she said, no problem, sir. We can do that for you. However, the rate will be $1,100 oh, a night. Oh, for Christ's sake. Now, $1,100 a night. For a hotel room. For a hotel room, which is basically a box yeah. with a shower, a bed, and a shitter. Yeah. Now, that doesn't describe the room we were going to rent. The towels are a little fluffier. The lobby's a little nicer. And I get it. They're trying to recoup their COVID losses. Tabaknak. Come on. Yeah. For a 370-square-foot room. So, so a standard size yeah, hotel room? Yeah, just a regular room. Yeah. So we said, uh, thanks, no, no, just send us our money back. So my point being to you, if you got all the way down with airfare and everything, I think. Yeah, 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 for 845 bucks, yeah. Deal. And, you know, breakfast is included, too, at the Hampton Inn. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's probably a continental breakfast. It's nothing fancy. The yeah. room will be nothing fancy. Listen, as long as il y a aucun bibit. <laughs> That's all I ask. <laughs> no bibits, please. <laughs> Lay that on at the counter in yeah, Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. <laughs> I beg your pardon, sir. <laughs> no, sir. What's the nicest hotel room you ever stayed in? Probably uh, in Biarritz, France. Yeah. Uh, on my honeymoon mm -hmm. uh, with my first wife. Terry, we went to the Palais Royale in Biarritz, France. Oh. And um, I don't know what at all. It just sounds fancy. Yeah. yeah. And this was in 1987. Mm -hmm. And I believe we paid the equivalent of $370 in, 19... in 1987. And so we were like, holy shit, $370. But it was spectacular. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely beautiful. You, you know what might have been nicer, though, now that I think of it, was the time that we went to Chicago on one of the Shome trips to the, to the Blues Festival, and they put Randy Renault and me in the Bill Cosby suite. Wow. That was a spectacular All run. of our trips to Chicago yeah. were courtesy of my good friend Doug Moore. At the Drake Hotel. Who I know listens to the podcast. Doug, I love you dearly. Because, boy, did we have some nights in some special yeah. hotel rooms, or we were in some special hotel rooms in a legendary hotel. The Drake is the Grand Dam. It really is. Of Chicago my hotels. my buddy Doug Moore was uh, the assistant general manager, and he would say, give me a couple of days and I'll find you something that was open. And we paid a small fee. I think we paid like $23 or something for these. Like the taxes maybe or something, yeah. The hotel yeah. rooms we had at Banff Springs were pretty nice. Those were also very you nice. You and the boys and yeah. Danielle came out. Those were very nice. Um, was and by the way, none of these are advertisers. Although, if you do run a hotel chain, I'm looking for... Yeah, <laughs> if you run a hotel chain in Montreal and you got yep. a place Terry can stay, yep, when, he comes in, uh, when he comes in to record the podcast, let him stay there and we'll talk about your hotel. Like to say accommodations yeah. provided by the that's right yeah. and uh, if you happen to be uh, involved with an airline as well <laughs> terry demonte's travel arrangements furnished by air transat or uh, what's the one out west um jet uh, jet go uh, you west go jet. now west jet <laughs> you go now airlines <laughs> 
Remember those days? You'd see that on television all the time. Accommodations That's right. on by the, yeah. the Hilton Hotel in beautiful downtown. Often on the game shows, if yeah, I'm not often, mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Airfare provided by yeah. Delta. Yeah. Well, yeah. because they would provide the prizes. Yeah. The uh, they would furnish the prizes like for the for the, the price is right uh, showcase. That's whatever. right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, if you're of a certain age, remember Chicago six oh six oh nine. That's right. That remember was that? Uh, who but what was the company? That was the Spiegel catalog. The Spiegel 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 catalog. <laughs> Spiegel of Chicago, we Illinois. Could not have been the six zero six zero nine. And I always wanted to be a game show announcer. You did, eh? I did. I the did. host or the announcer? The announcer. You know, like Johnny Olson. Tell him what he's won, Johnny. Car. Yeah. <laughs> that 1977 Camaro comes complete with. And uh, one of the one of the big thrills that I got when I uh, retired was uh, they arranged for. Oh gosh, I'm going to forget his name. The announcer on The Price Is Right. Um, Drew Carey's sidekick. It was Johnny... Oh, no. That's, okay, He's that's long after, gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he stood behind the uh, the podium on the, the set of The Price is Right and did a... Terry DeBonte, come on down. Oh, really, yeah, eh? it was very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on my Facebook page. Yeah, somewhere. my dad told a funny story about... Uh, this is years and years ago. He was home for lunch one day, and he's sitting there in his chair, big chair, doing the crossword puzzle. And he's, the Price is Right is on, and he hears Robert Bird, and that's his name. Yep. Robert Bird, come on down. And he looks up, and the big black fella comes running <laughs> down the thing. Well, that's not me. No, <laughs> no, sir, not a bit. Um, we uh, should uh, say thank you to our uh, good friends at the Mersons. I was thinking about the Mersons today because uh, Ted's got a car that's uh, – well, it's doing a lot of Merson things. Yeah, it needs to go to Merson. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I drive it. I drive an eleven-year-old car. Yes, and uh, things happen to it. They do. Uh, right now, the air conditioner is uh, not working so well in the car, and also there's a rattle coming from underneath somewhere, and apparently there's some sort of a valve cover leak mm-hmm. oil issue. Yes. So I'll be uh, I'll be heading over to Merson in the very near future, and what I know is that. Whatever I have to pay to get it fixed will be the fair and proper price. They're not going to take me to the cleaners because that's not what the Mersons do. It's a third-generation family business, and they've lasted as long as they have because they operate with honesty and integrity. Uh, they will not sell you anything you don't need. They will not perform a service that you don't need. They will uh, do exactly what you do need for your car. And, uh, boy, I hope I don't need too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I hope not yeah. for your sake. But I'm glad I have uh, a garage that I can trust. Yeah, you'll know. When yeah. they tell you, you'll know what they, yeah, what I know they don't have yeah. to do, they won't do. Yeah, they're yeah. not full of shit. Merson, that's that's their new yeah, tagline. Merson, <laughs> we're not full of shit. I'm sure they're thrilled. Yeah, and you can take it from me Sorry, and you Bonnie. can take it from Terry because yeah. we've been doing business with them for, uh, well, for a long time, for over 25 years. And you should, too, if you want a mechanic that you can trust or car maintenance and repair that you can trust or you need tires, that's their specialty, but they are a full-service garage. Visit Mercenado on Saint-Jacques, west of Cavendish in NDG, or go online, mercenado.com. I think it might be time for the tweet sheet. You want to do another round? Yes. All right, let's go. Let's. Hey, Poseidon, we got another tweet sheet? Yep. We well, got the, I love this one from at Kip Conlon. Oh. What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey. Okay. Yeah, we're ready. All right. I hate folksy expressions like a tomcat hates a water swimming hole. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> 
not dirty, but pretty no, funny. I Kip think Conlon, it's clever. That sounds like a national lampoon. I'm Kip Conlon. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I think we got a couple of Kip Conlons in this uh, in this particular round. I like that one a lot. Uh, from Bone Chocolates. Knock, knock. Who's there? Can you move your car? Can you move your car? Who? Can you move your fucking car? I'm late for work. <laughs> nice little riddle. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted to share with the kids. Here's another Kip Conlon. My toasts. Can I make them shorter? Can they have a point? Fascinating questions. I don't know the answers. To the bride and groom. <laughs> I might do that at my daughter's I was, wedding. I was going to say, that's a great one yeah. to steal. Yeah, I might yeah. steal that for Lauren's wedding this really uh, this September <laughs> to the bride and groom. Is that it, Poseidon, that, or is there one yeah. more? Uh, no, that was it. We had prepared. Do you want me to pull another one? Oh, if you got one more, why okay. not? Just or for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the old tweet sheet, okay. boy. Kip Conlon, he could have been a disc jockey. That's right, Kip Conlon. It's that. Kip Conlon proudly presents the history <laughs> of rock and roll, chapter 972, Neil Young. Well, you came to the right person if you want to find out about Neil Young. He was so we're a just waiting. Of mine. And lots of times we would eat beans and he would hitch with me to gigs and hop on it later. That's an old Christopher Guest National Lampoon bit. This one's really yeah, funny. from at Tommy Tough Stuff. Imagine you come face to face with Bigfoot and the son of a bitch has a British <laughs> accent. <laughs> I say. <laughs> That's a good one. Terry went into uh, a deli on uh, Papano today to get yep. lunch, and when he came back out to the car, I said, did they say, uh, did they say yo, stout yeoman? Yes. <laughs> I say. Can I offer you some scones? <laughs> No, that's not what they said. No, you know, one of the things that I said to Ted in the car is, and I'm, we're not going to go on and, on and on about this, but it's such a shame because I was in a very, very French, very, very well, a completely French neighborhood in a place where everybody was French-Canadian. Puis moi, je parle français, mais je parle français comme un anglophone. C'est pas une catastrophe. No. Comme Ted a dit, mais... I can get by. Yeah, yeah. You can order your lunch. I spoke French. And they smiled because they knew I was an English guy who was speaking French. And um, they couldn't have been sweeter. They could have been nicer. And everybody was getting along. So That's the way it always is, except in the media and with politicians. They're the ones who stir the pot. And the people that have been spending all of their time figuring out how to make sure that people can't go to English school and whatever else is in Bill 96... Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Well, it's an industry. Yeah. It's it is. an industry. It has been for years. Yeah. Abs- absolutely has been for years. Yeah. Yeah, you can no longer get married in English, apparently. Well, yeah, that, did you hear that, about that? Yeah. That's a, crazy. Well, this is a big deal, and apparently it's already having an effect. But I think you can actually, you can have the ceremony in English. I think they just won't issue license. the certificate in yeah, English, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife and I. <laughs> Est-ce que vous prenez uh, cette femme-là pour uh, votre mariage? See, that would be me yeah, presiding yeah, yeah. over the marriage. Yeah. Oui, uh, je le fais. <laughs> <laughs> did you take French lessons or something? No. Okay. No, no, I just... Oh, no, because, uh, you, you know, it has... It's come a long way from 19. Well, it's come a long way from Allure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, give me three months yeah. in Chicoutimi, yeah. and uh, I'll have French, and uh, I'll have a French girlfriend. My wife and I got our marriage license at London Drugs, and we um, uh, we were married in a place called Agassiz, British Columbia, and we now live in British Columbia, and... It doesn't all have to do with politics, but politics helped. Yeah. London Drugs in, London in Drugs. BC? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
You get your marriage license yep. there? You How does that marriage. work? Well, there was a counter there. And, you know, some things, are, some things aren't tied up in craziness and red tape in other yeah. places. You know, you learn that when you move around. That's interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Heading to the drugstore. What do you need? Yep. <laughs> well, I got to get me some... Uh, Get me some deodorant and a marriage license, would you? And I remember I said I said to the women behind the counter, I said, "You're you're probably not going to believe this, and I'm sure because my wife is much younger than, mm-hmm. than I am." And she said, "I've seen it all before." Oh, I'm love. sure. Yeah, yeah she I'm said, sure no she need has. To talk about it. Yeah. I've seen it all before. And I want to say before we go, um, I had a, a comment last week from somebody uh, on the interweb about me wanting to. You know, I can't stay away from the public eye and podcast and the little radio show we do on Saturday. I do it for fun. Yeah. Right? Because you like doing it. Yeah, I've said it before. When Ted and I sit across from each other, we have a nice time. People seem to enjoy it. That's the great thing about podcasts. You can listen or not listen or yeah. enjoy or don't enjoy. And the uh, the the radio show uh, is, and I don't want to sound like an arsehole, but it's an hour of time that Ted and I are able to use on a Thursday or a Friday. And it seems to have been received with open arms. By yeah, we, we pre-record it yes, or record it. My friend Java used yeah. to says about pre-record, he goes, what does that mean? You record it before you record it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Java, we record it. Yeah. And then it plays Saturday morning from 9 to noon on Light 106.7. Yes. And it's fun. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've attracted some advertisers. Yeah. So obviously it's a viable project as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm a self-sufficient man. I have money. <laughs> I managed to, much to my family's surprise, I actually managed to save some money for retirement. My wife is gainfully employed. And uh, let's not say, let's just say what we're doing for the podcast and the uh, Saturday morning show we're not paid a king's ransom for no. either one of them. And I am one missed paycheck away from moving in with Poseidon. Which side of the bed do you like? Uh, the right-hand side. All right, so do I, so I'll just lie on top of you. <laughs> hey, speaking of advertisers, yes. before we go, we have to say uh, hello and thank you to Sean Smith and his team at Voswin, Voswin Engineering, Engineering Consultants. Uh, if you have an invention or an idea or uh, an existing product or service that you want to enhance and it has an engineering component, you take it to Sean and his team at Voswin and uh, they'll know what to do with it. They do industrial, electrical, and mechanical engineering and design as well as software development. And it doesn't have to be anything uh, fancy. Uh, And also, they'll tell you if you've got a stupid idea because I told Sean my idea and he said, yeah, that's uh, stupid. And then we, no, he didn't say that. No, He just moved the conversation along. Can I just tell you, one of the events this week, you know, when I come to do the podcast, I come for a week. um, And, uh, you know, I book a hotel and, and you know, stay like a visitor. Um, and one of the highlights of the week was lunch with Sean. Yeah. I enjoyed meeting him. We had, we had spoken on Zoom and we had email uh, conversations. But sitting across from Sean and picking up his passion, his decency, his, uh, he's got a remarkable uh, concern for the greater good. Yeah, he and does. It's yeah. so refreshing in this day and age to meet somebody like Sean. Yeah, so, he's a bright and interesting yeah, guy. And just, when I told him about my idea, he didn't just uh, no. he didn't just ignore it. He kind of explained, yeah. you know, why it why maybe use was stick. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I'm telling you, though, I'm not giving up on that, Terry. It's all I got left. 
Uh, check them out, voswin.com, for uh, all of your engineering solutions. Thank you, Sean, for coming on board the podcast. He seems to be quite tickled to be a sponsor, yeah. too, to be, well, to be to uh, associated with us. We certainly are. Thrilled to have him. And um, I want to say hi to Mike Ward, because apparently, and I don't think Mike was pulling our leg, he listens to all of the episodes. Yeah, well, Mike it's, was the one who said when yeah. uh, when you got uh, when you were retired. Yes, he said there needs to be a Terry and Ted podcast, and Mike yeah. and Pantelis uh, picked up that ball and ran with us, uh, ran with it, and uh, and now we've got Poseidon. Uh, yeah holding our hands and guiding us through this adventure, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and um, we can't thank him enough. Uh, Mike, Mike's like the god. Mike and Patelis are like our godparents yeah. in the podcast yeah. world. Um, and uh, Poseidon, while you're there, let's plug their... Let's plug the podcasts that come out of this amazing Yeah, factory. theirs and yours as well. Yes, all right. So, uh, where to start? Uh, we have the Pantelis podcast and Frenchcast, which are the official podcasts of this studio. We have Pantelis Live... We have uh, Club Zeus, which is a Patreon exclusive, but we haven't done one in a while. We don't. We've been a little bit busy. We have obviously Standing By. We have uh, the Intellectuals. We have the Morning Show, and we have In Bed with Poseidon, which is exclusive to Patreon for about uh, a week and a half to two weeks first, and then it's released publicly to everyone. So those are all the shows for the moment. And there are some uh, renters on the French side. We have Thomas Levac that does his shows from here. Uh, he. He did a total of uh, three shows. He had the Tomalavac show, the Coupe Vert, and the uh, Deux Princes show that was recorded out of here. We had a few other people as well, and we have more people coming up. So it's, it's a busy spot. It's yep. like the 30 yeah. Rock of the podcast yeah. you world. Can, on, on YouTube, you can find them all at Pantelis Comedy. Is that not, right? Not all of them at but Pantelis Comedy, but uh, a bunch of most them. of the, what I named, yes. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, like I said, a few other ones as well. That uh, you know they rent. Uh, if you search Thomas Levac, you'll find his. Pebe Rivard also did uh, some here. Um, I don't know if I'm forgetting anyone at the moment, but I well, strongly recommend. List. I strongly recommend two drink minimum yeah. with with, yeah. Uh, with Mike and Pantelis and yeah. Poseidon. Yes, two it's drink great. minimum is recorded now out of uh, the, the bordel at the bordel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, down on Ontario but, Streeties. Well, Terry, you're bleeding. I'm going to take you to the hospital. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've just I've obviously scratched something on yeah. my arm and it's bleeding, and I'm. I, I was trying to hide it from Ted because he could pass out. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, we better say goodbye yes, before I do pass out. one more thing just before we go. Apparently, this is a thing. Share the podcast with your friends. Would you please? Yeah. We'd be so grateful. Yeah, tell, uh, tell people. Tell your mom, your yeah. dad, your aunts. Yes. Or I'll be under your bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for listening um we we really really appreciate that and and a big thank you to our sponsors i i need a band-aid ted okay i'm okay. gonna take you away standing by the terry and ted podcast is sponsored by jaguar land rover laval where the luxury is unmistakably british but nobody wears a top hat or a monocle